the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Say it, say it with me. A trillion, a trillion. Say a trillion with me. Years ago, that was a word that wasn't really uttered much. Trillion. Now, Uber drivers are talking about it. So I'd like to go over a little something today. One billion dollars is a thousand millions. One trillion dollars is one million millions. In fact, a trillion seconds in time, one, two, three, it's 31,709 years. This country sits at a debt they recognize at $28.5 trillion and change that they recognize. Unfunded liabilities are roughly $260 trillion. Bankrupt, baby. Absolutely and totally bankrupt. In fact, the debt that they admit to, that 285 Per taxpayer, $226,794. If you include the bums, it's 85000 per living, breathing thing, human being, I should say, in the country. The country is absolutely and totally bankrupt. The interest that we pay on the debt, as we have a manipulated interest system that is nothing compared to what it should be, is $400 billion a year. You can't spend another dollar. You're broke, unless, of course... You can wee-wee in the well and pretend there's more water. And that's what Democrats are wonderful at. Now, we could argue about this from the, from the aspect of capitalism, from the aspect of Americanism and freedom and principles of economics. That's the wrong way to argue it. That's what all the other people are going to argue. How could you do this? And it doesn't make sense. None of that matters. This is intentional sabotage of the economy. This is not an accident. This is not about welfare people or poor people or equality or the climate. This is not about any of that. This is about taking a country that was the youngest and the richest and the strongest and putting it back in its place. Because what Joe Biden has done just this week alone, just this week alone, has lifted sanctions on Iran, has lifted sanctions on Venezuela. Aside from what he's done in enriching Russia Ukraine, and every adversary to America. What Joe Biden has done with his pen is strengthen all of the other countries while weakening ours. No one is going to talk about Cuba today. Nobody. The Stasi, the Gestapo, the communists have killed who knows how many Cubans. You're never going to know. The propagandists in this country aren't going to report it. That's for damn sure. And it's silenced. The, the communist Chinese has worked to shut down all communication among the people who were fighting for liberty and protesting communism. You know, the kind that the people we call Democrats vote for here in this country. The help of the communists, they are back in their houses afraid if they are still alive. So they did what they wanted to do. Turmoil in South Africa, don't worry, that'll get squashed too. And no one will care. As the um, Afghani people, although I disagreed with the conflict, the idea that we allowed the people who were our friends there to be slaughtered is insanity. It's more than an error. It's more than stupidity. It's intentional. The Biden administration wanted those people to be killed. They, After all, they knew all the secrets. They knew how long, how much money, how much everything. They've been working hand in glove with all administrations, not just the Bidens, the Trumps, uh, the Obama before that, the Bush before that. And we'll be wrapping that disaster in a flag rather than really saving the people that 
tried to help us for all the right reasons and simply were lied to in the same way we did the South Vietnamese when we abandoned those people. And it's, it's kind of what we do. It's our tradition. But Biden brings it to a new level because Biden is all in. He doesn't know it because he's suffering from dementia, but he's a pliable, useful idiot. That's what Joe Biden is. And the people that surround him have a plan in mind. And that plan is to destroy the strength of this country through many, many faceted attacks, but mainly, mainly now bankrupting it. Question. You been to a gas station recently? Yes. Tried to buy a car? No. A house? No. Okay. I did go to a restaurant, though, and the, the, um, the bill was really high. Yeah, that's because... So that's, that's um, CNN's version of trying to explain inflation and bad policies to morons, because they are morons, and they're talking strictly to Democrats. And to follow all of what the reality is that the morons voted for and uh, willfully called for, there's going to be more on top of it. Infrastructure is actually moving. Senate Democrats reached that agreement on the human capital portion of President Biden's infrastructure plan. That would include child care, Medicare expansion, climate change. The total spending is $3.5 trillion. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he knows they still have a long road ahead. However, Democrats are using this budget reconciliation process to pass this plan. That means all 50 Senate Democrats do need to get behind it, but no Republican support would be required. No Republican support is required. So you're going to hear on other shows how Manchin is on the fence. And yeah, listen, when push comes to shove, that stupid son of a gun along with the rest of the American mafia, the Marxists, the communists, the socialists, the collectivists, he will step and fetch. He will get his derriere in line and you will wear this. Because this is the plan. This isn't about economics. This isn't about the particular infrastructure needs. You could fix that stuff at a fraction of this cost. A fraction. And they got there because numerous Republicans, mainly the frauds of all frauds, helped them get there. They helped them get there in this bill, but they helped them get there all last year. As they sat with two feet in a shoe and let the government do something in this country it was never allowed to do. Never allowed to do. Seize your business and your life. So the fact that suicide rates are up 25% in the last two decades, 25%. In fact, attempted suicides, the people that live, the people that live make up an, a, a cost to this country of $9.3 billion. $9.3 billion we spend on people who attempt suicide and, and, and don't succeed. Thankfully, don't succeed. Opioids, drugs, highest levels, highest levels, depression, all of it, all of it avoidable if we only would have followed the American principles. But the collectivists who knew that they would be stronger and richer and in more control as the people became willful servants to waiting for their whim to live and normalize. This was always the plan, always the plan. I do something here, I try to do something on this show, which is always leave over that overarching philosophy of why this country is great. Show how it's been bastardized and corrupted by the political whores we've elected to be so-called representatives, showing that they enrich themselves at the destruction of the people. The reason that I do this is because I was blessed, blessed in life, not only surrounded by capitalists, entrepreneurs, by World War II veterans, but by people who understood the conceptual philosophy of freedom and liberty in the way that the Cuban people are fighting for it today. So as a child, I was blessed when my grandfather or my uncles or my mother or whatever would say, come on, look at this. Look at what's on TV. Read this book. Read this article. In the 70s, there was a defector. I've mentioned him on the shows before. I always mention him. He was a defector because he was in the intelligentsia of the KGB and numerous, numerous Soviet intelligent groups. His strict mission was to overthrow countries. His name is Yuri Bezmenov. Luckily, Yuri Bezmenov, as he defected, told us what the plan was. He was the one who enlightened us to the fact that the Soviet Union do 
to the feudalnomics or the wrongheadedness of communism and Sovietism and Marxism and socialism. It goes bankrupt in a hurry, just like we are going bankrupt in a hurry. He let us know that the Cold War we were fighting was not a war of threat in the way it was being sold to us, that that was propaganda. It was a war of ideology. It was a war of subversion. And all they had to do was implement that simple ideology of Marxism and communism and socialism in this country. It's all they had to do. They did it. But during this interview, I found it to be something that stuck with me all of those years. I was 10 years old when I saw this. I found it. So today on Wednesday, we're going to do a deep dive Wednesday. This is a new thing. We're trying it right out. We're going to do a deep dive Wednesday. We are going to devote. Now, by the way, that means a totally different definition than it does the mayor of Chicago's house. This means we are going to devote the full two hours to understanding exactly what's happening in the news headlines. This is not about $3.5 trillion. It's not about infrastructure. It's not about green energy. It is about bankrupting and destroying the dollar to turn the citizens into slaves. You cannot pay this money off. And I don't mean just the money we already owe. You can't pay just this money they want to spend. Now, as they print it up, they're going to tell you that the stock market is high. They've corrupted that market. It's not a stock market anymore. Let's call it a Marxist index, a corporatist fraud. Because you, the people who can't afford to buy stock, the people who are worrying and struggling and working, you're underwriting this with debt and you don't even know it. There's but a small handful of corrupt son of dogs that have pretended to be investment bankers, Goldman Sachs, BlackRock, whatever the hell you want to call it. It is a fraud, a three-card Monty, a shell game. This isn't capitalism. Hasn't been since 08. That was the opportunity to get our economy back. And that stupid moron W. Bush lied right to the camera. But he also lied about his connections to Enron. He lied about everything. They lie about everything. And in the meantime, he's sitting there like a god among men right now telling you basically not only should you support this nonsense spending, but by the way, we need to put troops all around the world again because after all, look at the mess he created, the disaster and the lives that are harmed, rather rather than apologizing for his stupidity and corruption. And there's a bunch of people out there that are going to sell you this BS. I'm not. I'm going to let you hear from the man. The KGB agent who told you what was coming. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. All of the things we face today, all of it, this nonsense, racism, equality, critical race theory, the subversion of our kids, the bankrupting of our country, this is the plan, and this is coming to fruition right here, right now. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls also during this. All of where we are today is a culmination of the 
path we've been on for decades. It's not even about Barack Obama. He contributed. He didn't create. Six months before the Nazis invaded Poland, Madison Square Garden, right here in America, was sold out by American Nazis. But one of the most efficient American Marxists was Barack Obama. There's no doubt about it. I think for your generation, you should be practical and just choose from what works. You don't have to worry about whether it neatly fits into socialist theory or capitalist theory. You should just decide what works. And I I said this to President Castro in Cuba. I said, look, you've made great progress in educating uh, uh, young people. Uh, Every child in Cuba gets a basic education. That's that's a, a huge improvement from where it was. Medical care. You know, the, the, the life expectancy of Cubans is equivalent to the United States, despite it being a very poor country because they have access to health care. That's a huge achievement. They should be congratulated. So to Barack Obama, the Marxists, the American Democrats, the education in Cuba is to be admired because those kids are indoctrinated from a very young age into bending knee and being subservient to the Communist Party. The health care, as Apparently, no one knows any Cubans is abysmal. If I'm kind, they have no sheets. They have no soap. They have no toothpaste. They have no medicine. They're working out of books. Their doctors are educated in books from the 50s. No incentivized progressive health care comes out of Cuba. It's preposterous and it's ridiculous. And they cook the numbers because they don't factor in the citizens they kill and murder who rise up against the government in their so-called, if I'm believing, Barack Obama, which I'm not. He's a lying, frauding Marxist, just like so many of the communists who we now call senator, president, congressman. I actually say thank you, Lord. 18 more months of chaos and the inability to get stuff done. Just basically said the silent part out loud. Well, let's give him credit for honesty. But, you know, Mitch McConnell has more or less said the same thing. Honestly, right now, for the next 18 months, our job is to do everything we can to slow all of that down to get to December of 2022 and then get in in here and leave. Look, they understand that what we are trying to do address the crises in our infrastructure, the crisis in climate, the crisis in terms of uh, child care, or the crisis in terms of higher education, the crisis in terms of housing. Basically, the fact that we are trying to address the real needs of working families is not only the right thing to do, Anderson, you know what? It is politically popular. He's not worried about the people. These are the excuses, the weapons. If he was worried about the people, he would talk about the people that he has raised the cost and the taxation and changed the lives of those people. How the real working man and his wife barely can struggle to pay for the failures of the Marxists, the socialists, these so-called entitlements that are bankrupting not only the states and the towns and municipalities and the country, but the people. But he doesn't care about those people because he wants the same citizens that are in Cuba today. We're in the Soviet Union when Besmanov fled. He wants the willful slaves. And that's why when you talk to a Democrat, they have the slave mindset, whether they're lawyers, whether they're plumbers, whether they're municipal workers, they're willful slaves waiting for their masters to tell them how to act, how to work, when to work, when to live. That is the psychological, psychological subversion Yuri Bezmenov warned of. And we're living it right now. Dave in Downers Grove. Yeah, sure. I got two things. One is off the, a little bit off the subject, but the first one is Cuba. You know, they, they, they had this going on for, I don't know, 60 years. And what good is it? A doctor makes $80 a month. And uh, they're starving, so you know, free education means nothing. And, and but it achieved what the Marxists. It achieved what they want. Oh yeah, the government is the god, well, and listen. the people the slave. Just like in Chicago, just like in Chicago, where the victims live in the ghettos, but the gods don't. 
That's what it achieves, Dave. It makes them gods and people slaves. That's the get. That's what they need. And they have to bankrupt the strongest, wealthiest country and the only one born on freedom and liberty. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Two headlines went without any real reporting. I'm getting this from AP News. U.S. eases crippling Venezuelan sanctions allow propane deals. Biden administration waives sanctions on Iranian oil trade as Department of Justice announces charges on Iranian spy network. So the same time the Department of Justice announces charges, the Biden administration waives sanctions on Iranian oil trade as he puts them on American companies, on American energy production, oil, natural gas. It is harder to produce here than it is with the enemies. We had those sanctions on for a very specific reason. First day in office. Gets rid of the Keystone Pipeline, opens it up so that Vladimir Putin can bring his oil to Europe. Opening their pipeline, enriching Russia. The Chinese communists and their businesses and their embracing of of Joe Biden and his bagman son. You know, the guy with the fake teeth and the little crack problem. You know, he's a painter. Did you know that Hunter Biden is a painter? And did you know that Hunter Biden, well, here, I'm going to let you listen to this. I can't believe where these paintings sell. It's amazing. I mean, you could buy some really good stuff. Powerful and impactful work, according to the gallery owner who will sell Hunter Biden's art this fall. Art critics aren't so sure. Well, it's not as bad as I might have thought. Others have been tougher, one calling it hotel art. But the gallery says it values some of the first-time artist paintings up to a half a million dollars. You could get a work by Matisse or Degas for a similar amount of money. I could buy a Degas or a Matisse or a crackhead for 500000 And the big deal, the, the reason they're going to let, they're not going to tell them who bought it. To be a Democrat, you not only have no standards, you have no intelligence, not only that. You know it's a scam, you just want in on it. You know it's a scam and you want in on it, which is why you've turned a willful eye to what the Democrats have been doing for 80 years, 80 years. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow and it's divided in in four basic stages. Uh, The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy. 1978, the Department of Education is written into law. What has happened to the American principles among our children, the ones who have been cast into this state-sponsored education system since 1978? Exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. That's why to come on the airwaves and to tell you how fiscally unsound how devastating to an economy it is to continue to print money is futile. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They know what it's doing, and they want it to happen. They will sell their soul for a phony baloney job, for rent money, for food money. In the fact of the reality, we're living in the society it builds. And I don't just mean Chicago where another kid got shot in the face today. It doesn't matter. They cannot wake up in the very facts they live in. That's why ghettos don't, do not get better. 
unless the government stops funding them. So to reason with them, to discuss fiscal stability, economic sound reason, principles of property, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter to the Democrat voter. He likes it this way. He simply wants the government to subsidize him for the failure he voted for. That's it. He knows what he's doing, and he's doing it willfully. To get rid society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm-hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock, when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, dissidents. Uh, That's what's happening in Cuba right now. The people have lived under this communist failure, this iron-fisted totalitarian Marxist regime. They come out, they ask for help, their cries are ignored, and their government stifles them. That is the system. Also, years ago, when Barbara Walters could still speak, she did an interview, which was very good, with Fidel Castro, when he could still speak. May he burn in hell for a thousand millennium. Let me be specific. Your newspapers, radio, television, motion pictures are under state control. No dissent or opposition is allowed in the public media. We do not have your same conceptions. Our concept of freedom of the press is not yours. And I say this very honestly. I have nothing to hide. If you ask us if a paper could appear here against socialism, I could say honestly, no, it cannot appear. It would not. They do not allow dissent. They do not allow questioning. Just like the oligarchs that control the Internet do not allow it. It's the same thing. The only difference is instead of two brothers, one a little light in the loafers and a uniform, they're doing it now through oligarchs that are working hand in glove with our government. You see a pattern here? All right. I promise I'll take all your calls. 312-642-5600 when I get back. Failure is evident. I don't know why the Democrat people, I don't, I, well, granted, I don't know a lot of them. I don't know why they're not upset about this. Romans, in addition to that, uh, inflation. I mean, we just got some really eye-popping numbers yesterday. Yeah, look, essentially, inflation means your dollar is not going as far. And I think everybody has felt this at the gas tank. I mean, every time you go to fill up, you're noticing that it costs a little bit more. I want to show you some of these numbers. Used car prices up 45% in one year. Gas up 45%. Even washing machines, your laundry machines, up 30%. Airfares, hotels, all of these are rising, and you feel it. Food prices among it, all of it. And the answer is by the, this is not, they they cannot be this stupid to print up more money, hence devaluing your dollar again. That's why this is a bigger picture. This is a macro picture. There's a reason that politicians are bankrupting us. Because look what it's done to cities and states like Chicago and Illinois. Tony Romeoville. Hey, uh, Sean. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. First of all, congratulate you on your show. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Tony. You know, it's a different approach today, but I wanted to. I think it's important that we understand, rather than arguing the way they want us to argue, which is why they're attacking us on all fronts, it's important to understand what their goal is. It is the exact opposite of what our goal is. And that's why we're, being, we're losing this, because they're winning as we are following them around instead of leading. But go ahead. I agree with you 100%. We follow the law, the Constitution. We do everything we can by law. They're breaking the law. That's why they're, break, that's why they're winning. 
Which is why, Tony, we got to do know, everything we can. As you, re- as you read what Joe Biden is doing, as he's lifting sanctions, as he's enriching both the Soviet Union, China, Iran, Venezuela, countries that pose a direct threat to us, well, at the same time weakening us, we need our politicians to do what the Democrats did when Trump was in office. We need them to impeach him. We need them to indict him. We need them to go after these policies and articulate them as a party rather than a handful of senators or congressmen that still understand what their oath was. 100%. I'm doing everything I can to get involved. I vote. I contribute. I support my... I do whatever I can. Tony, it's important. And, and, and here's the other thing, Tony. You stay positive on this because freedom is going to win. It's going to be... It, listen, we knew when this guy was going to get in, if he successfully usurped the office, we knew what was going to happen. We're only six and a half months into this stupid son of a gun. We got to figure out how to do exactly what you're saying. So listen to this station. I know that people are working on groups and clubs. And more importantly, Tony, look for your own family's sake to do what's best for you and your family. I highly recommend you have a plan to get the hell out of there. Thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate that very much. Fred in Orland Park. Well, Sean, what do you think? Uh, the Federal Reserve's franchise was a, is a, how shall I say, expired as of 2014. Coincidence, the federal tax... Uh, code was established at the same time. And in 1999, long-term capital tanks. And what, all look what happens. They bail them out. We get stuck with the bill again. Yeah. And you know who's interviewing Yuri in these clips I'm playing, Fred? He's a guy by the name oh. of G. Edward Griffin. He wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Um, I was a young guy, and I was handed that book, and it's it's a book that everybody should read. Every American should read it. And the I think as people get older, they're afraid to ask certain questions about the Federal Reserve, and they're afraid to um, because they're they're browbeat by society, by propagandists, Marxist propagandists. We call media, and it's to the point now where the vast majority of people are afraid to ask, how does the Federal Reserve make money? Who makes the money for the Federal Reserve? Is the Federal Reserve a private company, or is it a government company, or is it a quasi-government entity, which is the worst of all things, because now you are a cartel. And since the government has been implemented, what are the things that happened after it was supposed to stabilize the economy almost immediately after? Crash of 21, stock market crash of 29, and what, about 17 crashes in the meantime? Yet nothing changes. And now you have representatives from the Federal Reserve that are working with countries to have a worldwide taxation policy, which is the exact opposite of its mission statement. So these questions need to be asked, but these are very heady questions. And if you listened when Trump ran, what did he run on? Audit the Fed. How did that work out? Never said it again after he won, right? Right. So, Fred, we need to, we need to kind of educate ourselves. And focus on exactly what's happening. Because, you know, when you tell people, you think you owe your mortgage, you think you owe your credit cards, you think you owe your kids' school? No, no, no. You owe $266,000 to the federal government first and foremost. All they've got to do now is figure out how to take it from you. Thank you so much, Fred. I appreciate it. Dave Lansing, you got a minute. Uh, Hey, Sean. uh, You mentioned uh, J.P. Morgan and the Marxist Index. Well, that's like a root canal for me. That, That hits a nerve because... My biggest frustration uh, with uh, Tea Partiers and MAGA movement like voters is they're not putting their money where it should be. They're not defunding CNN. They're not defunding Twitter, the Marxists that pretend to be capitalists. You know, you could sell stock in those companies. Salem Media should be going through the roof, I mean, in my opinion. Full disclosure, I own Salem Media, but go ahead. I own you know some uh, stock in it. Okay, that's good. Okay. I don't want to be like a congressman where I don't tell anybody and then I I promote it going up. Right, 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 right. I got you. Um, uh, You know, we can. I saw a T-shirt about two months ago. It said defund CNN. Well, the way to do that would just be to quit using AT and T products and sell the stock in it. MAGA movement and Tea Partiers have a lot of money. Dave, I'm all I'm all for individual actions on that, and I like it. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I do have to go on a hard break. If you are on the line, I will take you after the break, and I'm all for that. And if you educate yourself, you can do that, or you can support politicians who understand these policies and put these very, very 
simple ideas of embargoes. I'm not one for, for, for trade tariffs, but I am fully for an embargo on communist countries, on totalitarian hellholes. Want to know something? You start talking about putting an embargo on these countries that turn their people into slaves. Because you know what? It worked in Cuba. The other countries didn't comply. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. sitting president of the United States who has business interests with American enemies. His son is backed by Chinese, the Bank of China, in a $1.5 billion fund that his son has no idea what it does. His son sat on a Ukrainian natural gas oligarch company board. Right now, the Activity militarily by China as it begins. Military flights from disputed South Seas China bases, the Washington Times. Russia is buzzing Alaska. He has been bribed, Hunter Biden, I guess, if we're pretending he's a businessman, has been bribed from the mayor of Moscow. I'm sure that Putin didn't know anything about it. Every policy that is really hoist upon the citizens of this country, raises our costs, devalues our dollars, weakens our position in every aspect, and above all, they are intentionally bankrupting this country. Last night, Democrats said the deal is fully paid for, in part through higher taxes on corporations and the wealthy. But it's unclear how much revenue Democrats plan to raise or what the net cost will be. Now, I'm told by multiple sources that this package does not include an increase in the debt ceiling. Technically, that comes back into effect at the end of this month, though the Treasury Department likely has some wiggle room into the fall. In- when has the debt ceiling ever stopped anything? It is a Potemkin fight. It doesn't exist. It's not real. It is a scam. None of you have voted for this. None of you. No one else in this country has either that's a citizen. This is very, very strategic. This is very, very intentional. It is not an accident. Uh, Unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches, squashed like us. Can't criticize this. Look at what happens when you speak against the state in a country that is born on freedom of speech. We're living what this man predicted. 50 years ago. John, Northwest Side. Hi, Sean. Thanks for uh, for enlightening a lot of us. Uh, one of the things I've heard uh, in many cases, I mean, it sounds like we have a, a Democrat versus Republican, and I think you've even said this, that basically the Republicans are Democrats. And uh, I think that's a problem. I think that's one of the reasons why when people move out of an area and, and uh, go to a red state, the state becomes blue. It's because a lot of them are benefiting from this, uh, well, well, basically a scam. Well, John, and, I, will uh, tell you, I will tell you there's a, there's a bright spot here, John. That is the way it, it was, and that is the way in which the Democrat Party has organized itself to strategically. That's why they're assaulting the voter rights, right? They're strategically trying to assault the voter rights so that they can have, they're very organized. They can have their Marxist groups get together and, and, and overthrow elections in very key districts. That's, that's their goal. But the real people, the people like you and the people like me and the people they called before and who are scared and who are nervous, they're recognizing that in certain areas, 
it is futile to, to wish for change and wish for hope. Areas that are specifically really dark blue, like New York, New Jersey, and Illinois, and California, unfortunately now. So what they're doing is they're coming to areas uh, around, this, the, around the country, and they're making them even darker red. And that's why you're seeing this angst of a sitting president attacking governors and attacking states who dare to demand for integrity in a voting system, for honesty in accounting and, the, and, and economic policies. And moreover, for people to not be on the public dole. Notice how he is attacking the 21 states that said, please, no more welfare, no more money, no more unemployment. So for these reasons, he should be removed from office. It's really that simple to me. There are many reasons why he should be removed from office. Right. But uh, the thing we, the thing I feel we have to do is... To form education, uh, well, you know, I, pod, John, I, I you hear want, you, but but what you have to do, John, is not partake in the government education system. So oh, I, I, I tried yep. to do that with my kids. I wasn't as successful as I should have been. But what I will do with my grandkids is that I will pay to have a, a teacher teach them specifically and keep them out of the school system. That's how I want to break it. Now, there are people out yep. there. In fact, I was contacted today by my cousin. There are, are, are women, and she lives in an area that would not be friendly to this, groups of them that are trying to take back the schools and fighting the board. In my opinion, it's simply too corrupted. They have taken over and subverted our education system, as was always their plan. John, listen, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. I do have other callers, and I do want to get to a little bit more of Yuri. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already uh, for the last 25 years. Actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information the fact now he's talking about democrats he's talking about the the victims of the democrat policies that live in the south side of chicago and areas like that they're demoralized they've sold their soul for housing for food for the phony education and for nonsense health care they sold it so the facts of what's happening right now with the notion that these people are spending numbers of money that they cannot even calculate in their head. Trillions. Now we say trillions. It doesn't matter to them. It's the subversion. Unfortunately, how do we get it back? And that is through groups of people like us. Bruce and Joliet. Hi, Bruce. Are you there? John. How are you? Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Hello? All right. We're having a problem with Bruce. Sorry, Bruce. Tried to get to you, buddy. Ismail, Logan Square. Hey, Sean. You remember me from last week? I'll never forget your name. I love it. Hey, listen. You want to talk about a takeover? The Democrats have been doing this to us for 70 years. Yeah. The takeover of our system started a long time ago, and it wasn't just the Democrats. I mean, think about the... The control that we experienced during the election, just the election itself. You remember election night? All the glitches and computers that were going on? That's, That's all part of the system. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the Facebooks, the Googles. Do you do you really don't think that they're in bed with the Chinese and with the big oligarchs in this country and around the world? Give me a break. They've been taken over already. And when you talk about the demoralization of the people in the city of Chicago, just look what we have. Right now I'm driving. I'm on I'm on Pulaski. No, I'm on Cicero and Van Buren. Okay? Yeah. All you have to do is take a ride through Chicago. And these people have been demoralized. And you know why? Because they allowed it to happen. And the people that live in the city allowed it to happen. It wasn't just them. This is what happens, were... Ismail, when you move. Listen to what they've and, and you know what? I, I blame the people partially. 
But this is a plot that they were unaware of. You have people. Why do you think that 80 percent of Planned Parenthoods you can walk to from from ghetto blighted areas? Why? Because they yeah, want because that. They're targeting the black community. They're tar- well, I don't think it's it's necessarily just the blacks. They're targeting all people who are victims of their government. We call them welfare recipients. They're not being helped by their government. They're being cast into servitude by their government. And then they become the useful idiots in which politicians use them and their faces and their statistics of failure against people who are trying to make things better. And it's a system that works. And here's the thing, Ismail. It's a system that the Marxists developed, perfected, and are implementing. Do you know right now the big thing in Chicago, by the way, thank you for the call, brother. You know I appreciate it. Big thing right now in Chicago that's happening and no one's talking about is policemen in school. Now, everyone knows who rules those schools. And I don't just mean the Communist Teachers Union. I mean the gangs that rule the most dangerous schools in Chicagoland. Imagine being a kid who is trying to survive in that school, and now listen to what they're going to do. It is decision day for dozens of Chicago schools on whether or not to take part in the school resource officer program. Yeah, Joni's live outside Jones College Prep with the latest. Good morning. Good morning. For some high schools, having a police officer inside uh, provides a direct line secure to security, and uh, it helps them feel better about... Which schools? The most dangerous. The ones in which the politicians refuse to give those kids and their parents a choice not to attend. So they try to help them by putting a policeman there, by putting metal detectors there. Now... Guess what the social engineers, the Democrat communists, are doing now? Uh, feeling safe, but for others it's intimidating, it's counterproductive. Intimidating? Chicago High School. You know who it's intimidating and counterproductive to? The gang members. They don't like it. It intimidates them. It's counterproductive to them intimidating kids, bullying kids, robbing kids, and beating the hell out of kids. So they would like the policemen removed from the schools. Well, guess what? These 50 thieves we call aldermen... And Lori Lightfoot in her Geppetto costume, guess what they're going to do? Those have to decide today whether they want to keep their school resource officers or get Chicago police out of their buildings. A police presence in schools was supposed to provide that direct connection to safety, but in some schools there are complaints about excessive force, intimidation, and poor relations with students of color. I'm thinking about the one little boy who tried to kill himself because he was bullied. Not just by students, but by his teacher. Remember that? Did that teacher get fired? I don't think so. I don't think the teacher got fired. I also don't think any of it was an accident. Tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures. Even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it. Until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. That's the problem. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. On top of this, we've got the COVID. The vid. 0.05 fatality rate. 99.5 survival rate. Vaccination. No one's too sure about what it is. But you're going to have to put it in your arm. And by the way, so are the kids. Yuri would have dreamed and drop off would have loved the Marxists, the Soviets, the Cubans would have loved such an excuse to usurp. Not a shot has to be fired. Chris, Arlington Heights. Hey, uh, Sean, this is actually Columbus Chris. We met at uh, Venetian night. I had the honor of holding the umbrella over you. During oh, the- sure. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. So I just want to say, you know, we know that part of the Marxist plan is to demoralize by erasing history, pitting one group against another. And, and about a year ago, you know, in, the next, in this week, actually, is when they tore down those Columbus statues. And there's an event coming up on July 25th called Unity Day at Arrigo Park. And it is in part to send a message to our politicians that have appeased these Marxist scumbags, because there's no other way to, to describe them. And it really is about showing these politicians that we will not accept this divisiveness, 
and this um, attack on our great city, because all of us, and the Italians especially, especially after winning the Euro Cup, we, we want to celebrate with other nationalities, with others. We, we are all in this together, and we're getting pitted against each other, and it's all because of this Marxist um, ideology. That's Chris, you know what comes wild. to mind is how the so- way, Go ahead. We'll also be we'll also be honoring the 51 police at Grant Park during this event who were attacked by these Marxists defending those statues. All right, so it's July 25th. Where is it again? Yep, at Arrigo Park, 801 South Loomis. All nationalities are welcome, and it's going to be it's going to be a, quite an event. Everybody's right. welcome. I I'm going to be in town. I think I'm going to swing by. All right. You know what it reminds me of, though, Chris? In the 60s, the Soviet Union specifically spent about $60 million to try to take over Italy through the Communist Party. America, working in secret, spent $5 million with, at the time, before the Vatican really became corrupted by, so- by socialists, um, with the help of the Vatican. And they pushed it back for a little while. Um so it can happen. So I, I, I think you're doing a great thing. I'm happy to do it. And if I'm in the area, I'm going to swing by, all right? Yeah, and everybody's welcome. Thank you, Chris. I'll be smoking. I appreciate it. Susan, Highland Park. Hey there, Sean. Hi. Hey, so I have always been told that the mark of a good litigation attorney is that he's going to be able to say something so convincingly that you believe him, even if the facts are ignored and it's just, you know, too good a a tale not to believe because they're that convincing. So as I look through different information on the Internet and read some of the things, I I came across probably what you've already stumbled into, and I just need to be grounded on things because I don't know if I'm being going down the wrong path. But the, the evidence seems pretty compelling on patents that were being generated on the sequencing of the virus and then the timing of treatments for that virus that was three days after the patent for the sequencing came out. At what point do I say, is this a bunch of gobbledygook or are conspiracy theories actually, you know, if the evidence is there, so this, why are we pursuing it? This is, a, this is a conversation. They've successfully managed to... to um deplatform people who who find out things that um, really happen and really profit uh, certain people really profit from and the way in which um, the the conspirators have done this is through calling the people who accuse them of such a thing as a um, conspiracy theorist right so it's a slander um, that kind of diverts from what you've just said the facts of exactly what happened in this case so you've got a hard hard uphill battle because the minute you say these things people don't want to look at the facts they want to call you a conspiracy theorist and you know you tell me what business you tell me what idea what internet company whatever didn't start out by a couple of guys conspiring to succeed so i i personally don't run from that term i'm more interested in the facts of the patents which are irrefutable and which is why i personally think to a certain extent it is there are certain a lot of there are few people profiting immensely and they are being forced that profit by the strength of the government. So it's something to keep an eye on. And it's why I don't put it in my body and won't have my kids put it in theirs. That's just me. But then again, I get nervous when doctors who've never practiced hidden little cubicles are riddled with scandal for 50 years and failure. Now tell you, you got to do something. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm not even one of the hundreds of thousands of people who have suffered effects from the so-called vaccine. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. You know, I'm I'm blessed in life. And the reason I'm blessed in life is because I never gave a rip what anybody really said. I really didn't. Uh, One of the downsides of this business is that um, there are the Marxist mafia, the trolls out there that the willful slaves to the Democrat failure and corruption. And every once in a while, they'll, I don't monitor, I don't have Facebook anymore, so I don't look at it. Um, there's a guy in the studio that takes care of that for me, and I'll, I'll get, once in a while, people will send me stuff that's on YouTube, and 
There's this one moron that uh, I give him purpose. There's actually a few, but he's got a meaningless life, and he'll always be on, where's the collapse? What he doesn't understand is he's thinking of a stock market because he's a simpleton. He doesn't understand that the principles of American economy have already collapsed. They've been corrupted. He doesn't understand the concept that when politicians are telling a bankrupt people, a people that are only the only guarantee that they get from their government is if they make a lot of money, they will have it taken away from them. They will be controlled. As you live through this last year and a half of do-nothing, good-for-nothing politicians, seizing businesses, putting you under house arrest, changing your children's perspective, and taking away your property over your opinion and yourself. That's the collapse. It's happened. It's time to get it back. But to get it back, you have to be able to understand who you're talking to. When you are talking to a willful slave, you're better off not talking. It is the separation now that must happen. As they pay these costs, it's time for us to not bail them out. I was around a few guys today. Now, granted, they're older guys and they're, to a certain point, successful. But those are the guys that, that make the world go around. Those guys who don't have to make money but choose to. And they back businesses and they buy stock and they buy bonds. And they, they are the ones that provide the private economy. This is now a system that runs solely on a government-created economy. And it will fail. It is going to fail. And until this guarantee of abuse of the American, the free American capitalist, and the people steeped in American principles, is lifted, for it is our obligation to not comply, to not partake, and to not cooperate. If they're guaranteeing you a futile system, and your income will be attacked from various... Don't make it. Nobody can force you to do that yet. Or can they? I mean, after all, they can force you to put things in your body you wouldn't put in. They can force you to intimidate your children, put it in their body, and make that decision for them. So this is a, this is a time that maybe my assuredness that you can't be forced to comply is really wrong. Maybe you can. Fred in Orland Park. Well, Sean, I, uh, I'm a Gillian Beret survivor. I just want to let you know I did take the Pfizer uh, vaccination. But they downplayed the disease quite a bit. I contracted the disease around 18 years ago, and I was on a respirator and completely paralyzed for six weeks. A dear friend of mine had that. It is a terrible disease. A dear friend yeah, of mine. And I, we were worried about him living. Yeah, my heart rate, heart rate got down to 26 beats per minute at one point uh, when I was on a respirator. But the reason why I called, they downplayed the disease in the newspaper. I, I believe it's a 12% fatality rate if you contract the disease, uh, depending on your conditions. I contracted when I was in my 50s. I'm in 70s now. Wow. And most of the people who are contracting it are in the 50s. So if you're getting Johnson & Johnson and you're in the 50s, I'd be kind of leery of taking uh, the shot myself. Uh, over the long run, I have some residual effects into my toes. But overall, I, uh, I play tennis. I play pickleball. I'm pretty active. But I just wait. The way I, what bothers me, Sean, is the way they downplay the disease in itself, not understanding the effects of the disease. I've gone to uh, symposiums where some people are in wheelchairs. And I was shocked. I was very fortunate to get back to where I am right now. Well, I'm happy you did it. Congratulations. I'm happy you did it. And that's why it's important that people who have these kind of uh, uh, pre-existing issues are kind of aware of what you're being forced to put into your body in order to get your freedoms back. I think it's very important. I am very hesitant of a government that doesn't want to tell me what's in it. I don't understand it. Do you understand why they're not telling us what's in this vaccine? No, I don't. Uh, it's kind of a, you know, my wife's a nurse, and she and she talked to a neurologist, and she said, you know, take it. You know, what are the options here, you know, regarding that? I was kind of reluctant. I know what I went through. It was not a pleasant experience. As you were your friend, uh, the same thing. And I hope he's, hopefully he is back also. He won't, uh, he won't take it. He uh, will not comply. We got a lot of guys from the same area, same mindset. They, they're silly. They think they're Americans, and they are free of choice. Thank you, Fred. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you pulled through. Bob and Mokina. Hi, Bob. Hello. 
Oh, Sean. Yeah. Um, glad to be on with you, and I just want to thank you for enlightening us. But I just want to make a point. Uh, you said you heard this interview when you were 10. I, like you, at 10 years old, knew that socialism had an opportunity of coming to America, but not the way you did. My mother told me about how Mary met the three children at Fatima. After she showed the kids what hell looked like, she told them that socialism is going to spread across the whole world. So I guess my point is we took different avenues to kind of get the same answer. Well, and everybody should get to the same conclusion because the only absolute is that it it ends in absolute failure, murder of citizens, absolute poverty, and hopelessness. Everybody knows that. And you know who knows that the most, Bob? Are Cubans, which is why this government in particular... Joe Biden and the feudalists and the various forms of Marxists and communists are fighting diligently hard to keep those Cubans out of this country. Isn't it perplexing how they welcome all other citizens from all socialist countries who are coming here to, in essence, come here to help our socialist country and our socialist agenda and be Democrats and be welfare recipients. It's disgusting. But they don't want the Cubans like the ones who are in Miami, who are one of the strongest Republican voting blocks because they know Marxism when they hear it. That's why they are working extremely hard. Sean, where are they at on Hong Kong? On what? Silent. Where are these politicians on Hong Kong as well? Oh, They're silent. Bob. Sean, Sean, don't forget this quote out of the Bible. The devil was a murderer from the beginning, and he lies in character. And all these politicians lie in character. Yeah, Bob, I can't, I can't disagree with you. Thank you so much for making the call. Bob brings up an excellent point. I was pro-trade. With China, because I realized that the bulk of that business came through Hong Kong. I always thought that was the way to break the the Communist Party. That was an opportunity missed. And now I think we should embargo China. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. All right. So listen, I know it was a different show today to take on the weapons that will be used against us. We will do, and we, we, and we do normally on, uh, during these shows. I take on the issues one-on-one, and we go through them and show and litigate for Americanism, for capitalism, for liberty and freedom. It's important to have the overarching macro picture. This, none of this is an accident. The climate, the health care, the schools, the spending, the infrastructure, these are just excuses. What your government is doing is enriching the enemies, the pro-Marxist countries around the world, while weakening the only free country in the world. How else can you explain what is happening, shutting our energy production down as you open up the fascistic Marxist countries from Iran to Venezuela to Cuba? You're, you're, You're helping the communist government kill and capture and imprison their people. You're not even offering them sanctuary. This is the party that has been saying that we must take refugees from all totalitarian countries, but they only do that when there's a Republican in charge. When they can make that happen and save victims of communism, they turn their back on them. It's not an accident. It's been in the works for a millennium. The second thing, I, the moment at least part of the United States population is convinced that the danger is real, they have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions, and all this beautiful, noble activity. I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. Because there is no other problem more burning and, and urgent than to stop the Soviet military-industrial complex from destroying what is whatever is left of the free world. And it is very easy to do. No credits, no technology, no money, no political or diplomatic recognition, and, of course, no such idiocy as grain deals to USSR. 
the Soviet people, 270 millions of, of Soviets, will be eternally thankful to you if you stop aiding a bunch of murderers who sit now in Kremlin and whom President Reagan respectfully calls government. They do not govern anything, least of all such complexity as the Soviet economy. So basic, two, two very simple, maybe two simplistic answers or solutions, but never, nevertheless, they are the only solutions. Educate yourself, understand what's going on around you. You are not living at the time of peace. You are in a state of war, and you have precious little time to save yourself. Um, you don't have much time, especially if you are talking about young generation. There's not much time left for convulsions. We are giving the, money to the beautiful uh, disco music. We are giving money to communists around the world. We are enriching communists while weakening ourselves. This is intentional. The notion that we would add spending to a year where we printed up $9 trillion. And now they're going to spend more. It's to weaken the strength of the dollar while enriching these other countries. We're paying enemies. Opening up pipelines in Iran, in Russia, in China. They're expanding their coal, their energy, as we weaken ours. Venezuela is an outrage what they've done to their people. They live in abject poverty. They are eating their animals. They have nothing, just like Cubans, just like the Soviets before they fell, just like everywhere. This is the last place we can put up the fight. There is nowhere to defect to. There will be no American defectors. We're going to be world prisoners to a totalitarian system in which the few politicians among us agree to our rights and to let us live in little ticky-tack lives while they take that ours away from us. This is the time to put up a fight. This is the time to identify them. Stop calling them Democrats. They're not. They're communist sympathizers. This is exactly what's happening. It's, a, it's, it, it's an outrage and it has to stop. If we are talking about capitalists or, or, or wealthy businessmen, they, I think they are selling the rope on which they will hang very soon. If they don't stop, if they cannot curb their unsettled desire for profit, and if they keep on trading with the monster of the Soviet communism, they are going to hang very soon. And it This comes as a time as our investment banks put offices in China. Goldman Sachs would not exist if it wasn't for the American people being forced to bail them out. J.P. Morgan would not exist, yet they are opening offices in China. We have a sitting president whose son is backed by China, by Russia, by the Ukraine, selling art at a half a million dollars, being bought by our enemies in bribes. Stop giving them harbor, safe harbor. Stop pretending they're an American political party. They're not. They're here to destroy your freedom and take away your liberty. That's why you're losing the right to your opinion. I know it was a different show. It was an important one. I'll be back in 22 hours.